0: Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him, Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. So today, I want to catch you guys up first because I was not on the podcast last week, so I'm going to catch you guys up with life and things that are going on. Um, But I also wanted to talk about this idea that there is no picture-perfect life. I mean, surprise, surprise, right? I feel like we all know that, but then we still live by that lie every day of trying to live up to certain expectations, and those expectations, yes, they often come from social media or just... You know, comparing to other people, but a lot of times those expectations come from our own thoughts, which can be just as uh, detrimental sometimes as comparing to others. There is no picture-perfect life, but the life that is following Jesus is the life that is truly picture-perfect. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. Before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, as always, Apologia. Apologia is a Christ-centered, award-winning Christian curriculum provider. They have everything from um, language arts down to science and math and now Bible curriculum. Right now you can get a store-wide savings of up to 20 to 25%. And that ends on midnight, July 17th. So go over and check it out at apologia.com slash shop because this includes math, science, worldview, constitutional literacy, and planners. So if you're looking ahead to next year, Grab your stuff now and enjoy summer. Don't spend all summer comparing curriculums and researching curriculum. Get it now and you'll have the whole summer to sit back and relax. So, I hope you'll take uh, advantage of that great deal that Apologia is offering. So... Let me catch you guys up a little bit first. I was not here last week. Uh, You know, sometimes life happens and sometimes I just can't get it all done. And the funny thing was, if you heard the episode previous to last week, the last episode that I recorded was talking about uh, not being able to do enough. (laughs) So nobody can do it all, right? And so I guess sometimes when I... Talk about something. I feel like the Lord then is like, all right, you talked about it. Now you're going to walk through it. And so it was very funny that I just wasn't, you know, I had to let one thing go. And last week it was the podcast. There was just so much going on lately. So let me catch you guys up a little bit. Number one, I want to catch you up in the Simply Living for Him in our ministry. What's going on? Because there's a lot going on. We have our Simply Living for Him online women's community. We're over uh, 1,300 women and growing every day. And I would love for you to join us. I'm I'm telling you, you guys, we are doing a Bible study right now called uh, In the Beginning. We're looking at creation in Genesis 1. We're going to go up through Genesis 3 eventually, but we're taking it real slow, week by week, just going through a few verses at a time. Oh my goodness, there's so much to learn in the creation story. Our first week of our Bible study was literally on verse 1, In the Beginning God Created the Heavens and the Earth. And there's so much there. So I would love for you guys to come on over to the community and study with us. We're going through certain verses each week. I do a video and a worksheet as a guide or a starting point. But really, the study, the Bible study, is your time in the Word with the Lord. And so I am encouraging women to dig in, you know, to use resources, to to learn from God himself. And, you know, I provide my insights and my teaching and my encouragement, but that's not the study. The study is your time with the Lord. So you come on in, you can study, and then um, be encouraged with the other women that are also studying. Don't feel like it's too late. We're already into it. You missed out. You can come in and um, completely, you know, start at the beginning and catch up or just do it at your own pace. We'd love to have you. We're also doing a monthly scripture and writing, uh, memori- uh, sorry, scripture writing and memorization challenges. This month, we're memorizing some Psalms, and we are writing through 1 Timothy. We're writing out the entire book. So I would love for you to come join us. Besides all that, we have amazing fellowship every day. The women are chatting in the community. We have prayer groups. We have our daily devotionals. So I'd love to see you there. It is completely free, everything, the Bible studies, the challenges, the fellowship, everything, simplylivingforhim.com slash community is where you can sign up, we would love to have you if you want to meet some other ladies that are walking with the Lord and you need to be encouraged, this is a great, great community of just amazing, godly women, so that's what's going on with that, I have some plans for the ministry in the future that I'm praying about, big, big big plans I mean big but we'll see where the Lord takes us right now I'm just praying Um, I've shared it a little bit in our community my kind of dreams for the future of Simply Living for Him I'm not quite ready to share it out in public yet but you can be praying with me Um, and George is seeing where the Lord leads so personally where have we been we have a lot going on Uh, let's see the last time I did the podcast was right before I went I believe and spoke in Massachusetts I spoke at a women's event. It was amazing. If you have a group of women, this does not just have to be homeschoolers. As you know, my heart is for all women to get in the Word and to walk with the Lord. If you have a group, a Bible study, a women's group, a mom's group, whatever it is, I would love to come and speak at your event or do a, you know, women's day out or something like that, please contact me. Um, One of my listeners contacted me to come and speak at her women's event. It was amazing to get out there in real life again, um, to see people, to connect with people, and to mostly encourage women in the Lord. So that was wonderful. My family, we all went together. We drove out out up to Massachusetts. Uh, for two days, and it was just a beautiful time with other women. And also it was a great time away with my family. Speaking of my family, we are getting ready to graduate in three weeks, my second child from homeschool. And I'm going to be completely real and honest with you guys. It's getting to me. <laughs> you know, it's getting to me. Um, there's just a lot of life transitions going on. And so that's one of them. Um, And that's, you know, exciting and good. But he is leaving in August for a Christian gap year program. And we're excited about that. And we're excited about all God's going to do in his life. Um, But I'm going to miss him dearly. And I can't believe the homeschooling journey is coming to the end for yet another child. So there's always these bittersweet things that are going on. Um, I'm going to be talking, I think, next week on the podcast um, about building your family and discipling your family. And, you know, somebody asked me recently and I said I would answer it on the podcast and I'm going to do a whole episode on it because it's so important. How do you get your children, you know, to walk with the Lord? How do you get your children to be in the Bible? How do you get your children to have their own time with the Lord? And, you know, some of my answers on that may surprise you, but I would really encourage you to stay with me for next week uh, and look for that episode that's going to be out most likely next week. Um, And so it's just been an amazing journey to watch my children grow. And, you know, there haven't always been easy times. It certainly has had challenges, but to see them grow into these amazing young adults and see them living out God's purposes for their lives is truly, truly amazing. So I am excited, yet, of course, I'm a mom. And so (laughs) I have all those emotions going on right now. Um, And you know, the funny thing is, the podcast that I did last week about, or the previous uh, episode to this one about not being enough, all the things I talked about in there literally came back to haunt me like the following weeks, you know, I, I encouraged you that, you know, you are not enough and God will work through you and give you the strength to do things and... We all fall short and, you know, we shouldn't, you know, kind of beat ourselves up that, you know, especially as a homeschool mom. Have I done enough? Well, I will be honest with you as I always am. One of the things lately that has been just playing over in my mind is, did I prepare him enough? Have I done enough? And I literally sat him down last night and we talked about it. And I said, you know what, I may not have taught you literally everything you need to know, obviously. I told him, in fact, I feel like... I've learned more in my second half of life than I ever did in my first half of life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I told him, I have given you a starting point from here on out. You're going to be learning for yourself. I told him, I hope I've taught you, number one, the greatest skill that I could teach you is to follow God, to seek God first in all you do. And I said to him, I hope I've taught you that. And he shook his head yes. And then I said, and, you know, I may have taught you, you know, the basics in math and writing and reading and, you know, science and things like that. I said, but from here on out, you're going to be learning yourself. And I hope I've taught you how to gain knowledge and how to pursue wisdom and knowledge. And, you know, he, I told him the world is open. You can learn anything you want from here on out. Um, and I, he's very bright and I will, I believe wholeheartedly he will be just fine. But, you know, it is just like us moms to kind of beat ourselves up. Did I teach him enough? And as I would remind other moms, when I speak at homeschooling conventions, when I worry about that, the gaps will only ever be filled in heaven, right? No one ever knows it all. Um, but we will someday when we're in heaven with the Lord. So we trust that God had us on this path and that he is really just beginning his education I told him you know I provided the the starting point but you know life is an education and it's not like oh did I teach you enough it's did I teach you a good start a good foundation but from here on out you know his life is his own now and he'll be learning from forever and so anyway that brings me to the topic for today for A picture. Oh, one other thing I wanted to share with you Uh, a couple little updates before I get into Picture Perfect Life. You know, I share a lot on Instagram. I don't know if you follow me over there. If you do, you can, uh, you probably know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you can go follow me. I like to post a lot on Instagram stories and give you guys little snapshots. We also have an Instagram for our little hobby farm here called Love's Farm. And I've been posting on there a little bit more lately as well. Because we have exciting news going on here at the little hobby farm. You all know that I did not grow up on a farm. I did not grow up in the country. I grew up actually outside of New York City. So we, when we moved out here, this was all new to us. And we started getting the animals and the chickens and the ducks and the goats. And we had guinea hens at one point. And... Um, You know, we have um, our right now we have our chickens, our goats and our ducks. And I've learned so, so much about, you know, hobby farming today. We planted our garden. I know it's a little late. It's May 13th where I live. We probably should have done it a week or so ago, Uh, but life has been busy. So we got out there today. We started to plant the garden. It's still a work in progress. It still needs a lot of work. Um, But we had exciting news going on here because our ducks, one of them, we have a boy and a girl, Pekin ducks, and the girl has been sitting on eggs for two weeks, so we're hoping to get ducklings. She needs to sit on them for four weeks. We've been researching and learning, Um, and it's just amazing to watch their behavior and to watch how the boy duck guards her all day long and how they guard the eggs and we're hoping to have little duck ducklings. What a learning experience. So follow along on Instagram, on uh, Loves Farm. You can find it um, on my Instagram. I'm, I'm sure that I've linked to it somewhere or on my social media. But it's Loves Farm. I, it might be loves underscore farm. But it is our little hobby farm, and we are hoping to get some ducklings. So we're on Duckling Watch, and I've been posting over there. Also been sharing on my Simply Living For Him account as well. Um because that's been exciting. So we have that going on here. Uh, You know, the simple life. It's simple because we don't want all the distractions and the clutter of this world, but I have to tell you, it's a lot of work (laughs) having animals and the garden and all that. Life doesn't seem very simple lately. To me, lately, life seems extremely complex. Not only is there you know, just the personal family stuff going on, but the world is upside down, round and round. I mean, it is crazy right now. And I'll be honest with you, it's gotten me down a couple of times. Um, and I just keep trusting the Lord that He's going to work uh, through all circumstances. But the world is crazy right now, it does not feel simple, it feels very complicated. Uh, life personally feels a little complicated with all kinds of things going on, um, you know, with my kids, my older kids. Uh, lots more to talk about in the future episodes, but you know, life is definitely not complicated. So simply living for him is about getting rid of distractions and, you know, seeking God first and all we do, but it doesn't necessarily eliminate the complexity of life, but it certainly helps to deal with them. So one of the things I wanted to talk about today, if you want to simplify your life, you got to stop trying to live for that picture perfect life. You know, and we definitely in our day and age have a different idea about a picture perfect life because of social media. I mean, there's no way around that. One of the things that sparked this idea for this episode was just I was just scrolling along through my Instagram uh, early in the morning. And I like I said, lately, I've been I've been feeling a little bit down. I, I was in a real funk over the weekend. Uh, posted about that on Instagram as well and you know just feeling like um, I'm not I'm not enough I'm not good enough and I know I'm not right so there's that but just like have I done enough for my kids or you know our house you know we just like silly things like you know I haven't you know uh, been as good of a housewife as I want to be like silly things like that and so I don't necessarily find myself stuck in the comparison trap as much as I know some people are. For me, it's usually my own just thoughts. But in particular, this morning, I was scrolling through and it wasn't that I was getting sucked into all those beautiful, aesthetically pleasing accounts because I don't get sucked into them. But I felt a very heavy burden for the people that do. I mean... I don't follow a lot of aesthetically pleasing accounts, you know. I don't generally... I, f- I follow, like, certain accounts that I just kind of, like, they're my friends or I want to kind of keep up with them. But I don't really follow a lot of accounts, like, regularly. Um, And so I just happen to be scrolling through and I saw some of these accounts where it's just, like, all about everything, how it looks. You can tell, like, the the photos of the homes are staged. The photos of the kids are staged. And I know this is, like you know not just in my little realm of people i follow but that's just the way the world is right now right there's these influencers and there's these accounts for your home or for your garden or for traveling or for hobby farming or for homeschooling or whatever the kind of lifestyle niche you're in right and the the art almost behind it if you look at these accounts it's it's you know it truly is art like I just post when I feel like posting and I don't really you know set it up so that you know all my photos line up perfectly and they have a certain filter and I just kind of post when I feel like it but I realized that you know so much of what is out there is very aesthetically pleasing and it's all about the aesthetics and I just found that so interesting because you know The Bible tells us such the opposite, you know, that God looks at the heart and he doesn't look at the outside. And, you know, I'm not saying that you can't have an account that shares beautiful things and all that. But at some point it becomes, you know, um, just this unreality where people are scrolling through and, you know, if they're in that mindset, like I was over the weekend, I was just kind of in a funk. I can see how that can be so damaging. Now, it's not the person on the other side's fault. I don't want to make it sound like if you have this beautiful account that you're causing someone to, you know, stumble or feel badly. Obviously, the person who's looking at it, it's their choice if they're going to internalize it or not. But I can see that it's so challenging when we're so surrounded by this visually saturated society. I always told this story. Uh, for many years about my chicken coop Um, when we first I probably told it on the podcast too but when we first got our chickens we um, had no idea what we were doing like I said we grew up in the city or outside of the city and we had no idea what we were doing so we were like we have to build a chicken coop and it's going to be so fun you know it's going to be a homeschool project because that's what good homeschoolers do they do all kinds of homesteady stuff And so, you know, we're looking, I had no idea how to start. So we're looking on the internet for chicken coops, you know, how to design them. How do they, what are they, how do they function? And it was so complicated. Do you know that there's Pinterest boards? Entire Pinterest boards and accounts related to chickens. And I was just like, so sucked in. I was like, what? You know, and I mean, some of these chicken coops, were nicer than some people's homes. They had, like, flower beds on the windows and curtains. I kid you not. They had curtains. They had decorations. They had little Christmas lights strung outside and flower beds and just these beautiful, beautiful, I'm going to say it, chicken coops. Do you know what chickens do in their coop? they poop that is basically all that goes on in there they sleep on a roosting bar and they make a big old mess and i'm like oh our chicken coop doesn't look like those oh those are all decorated and i mean i had to slap myself silly out of this and be like wait a second the purpose of having these chicken the chickens will never know that they had a beautiful chicken coop First of all, right, they're never going to know the difference that they had nicer decorations in someone else's chicken coop. And seriously, the time, the money and the effort that was probably spent on some of those. And now if you're one of those people out there that has one of those beautiful chicken coops. Please don't get offended. I'm not, like, saying that you're a heathen or something. I'm just trying to put it into perspective of our society. A society that places so much emphasis on Pinterest boards on a chicken coop. We can imagine what we're doing in our own lives and our homes, right? It's like we get on these, like kicks and we think like oh you know we have to keep up with everybody else and you know we have to have the picture perfect chicken coop my goodness now I'm so over it I know like the chickens are disgusting they make a mess inside the coop they're dirty they're smelly it is not romanticized like you think it is on these you know, uh, hobby farming blogs or whatever it is. And, you know, when we got the chickens, I I thought I was going to be like, Ma on Little House on the Prairie, you know, and all of a sudden I'm like, wait, Ma didn't have a chicken coop like that. But again, I had to kind of slap myself into reality and be like, you know what, Karen, that's great that some people can have those type of chicken coops, but we're not going down that road. And, you know, in the effort to keep it simple, I had to realize that keeping it simple means I'm not here to keep up with the Joneses. I'm here to keep up with God, right? And I don't believe that I need to go all out on my chicken coop. And it can be the same for anything, you know, whatever hobby you have these days, whatever it is that, you know, if you're a homeschooler, you know the drill. There's, again, Pinterest boards galore, uh, Instagram accounts galore, Um, blogs, websites, all dedicated to homeschooling. And they all make it look so pretty. And most of us know that there are many homeschooling days that are not pretty. But I always say I believe that God cares about what goes on inside the four walls of your homeschool more than he cares about how your homeschool room is decorated or how those four walls are painted you know, and if they have the most beautiful decor. Because I got caught up in that as well when my kids were little. Like, we need to have the perfect homeschool room. We need to have the perfect little organizer bins. We need to have all those beautiful, aesthetically pleasing, you know, wall hangings that, you know, look so vintage and farmhousey. And that is not the definition of a successful homeschool. That is the world's false definition and false security of making your homeschool successful, but it is not success in God's eyes. God cares about those children's hearts. He cares about you discipling them. He cares about what you're teaching them. And quite frankly, your homeschooling could be done in a, you know, uh, at a kitchen table it's not aesthetically pleasing or it can be done in the most beautiful schoolroom with all the decor and all the beautiful little plants and wall hangings and all the aesthetically you know right things but sitting around that kitchen table might be where they learn the most uh, and most importantly it matters the relationship that you're building with your children around that table or in that aesthetically pleasing room. And so we have to be careful not to get so caught up on the outside that we're kind of missing out on the inside. And, you know, if you're not a homeschooler, I'm sure whatever it is, you know, that you're involved in, like I said, it could be your, your garden, right? We went from like, you know, years ago, our grandmothers wanted a garden so that they could, you know, provide food for their family. Now we make it, it has to be like a most beautiful garden and all these, you know, perfect, Uh, aesthetically pleasing features to our garden. You know, we have these expectations that, yes, come from the world because of the visual saturated world we live in, the media saturated world. Um, So we have that. But then because we see all that, we kind of make expectations in our mind of what our life should be. And there is no picture perfect life. You know, I I always say this, you know, I share on my Instagram and this week I have shared a couple of the hard things because I want to be real and honest. But I also don't believe that every day we should share everything. Like, I don't believe in airing my family's dirty laundry on Instagram, right? So you really have to remember when you're, you know, looking at accounts and you're, you're filling up your mind with all these things. That social media is like when you have company and you clean up for company, right? And people come over. You're not going to just like leave everything a mess. I mean, probably not. You are going to straighten up a bit. And it's the same thing for social media. So it's not that, you know, I'm saying, oh, well, you know, these people need to post all their dirty laundry. Of course not. If I, I don't believe in doing that, especially in my own family, we have our private things that don't need to be aired. But just know that there are private things that aren't being shared just because they're not aired, right? So we have to keep that in mind, no matter whose account we're looking at, no matter what we're looking at on the internet. And we really have to uh, take a step back because nothing is complicating our lives more than trying to live these Pinterest perfect or picture perfect, you know, Instagram ideal lives. And we have to remember that nobody has a perfect life. You know, I went through this this past weekend myself. I was just feeling very down and out. Like, woe is me. Everybody is doing a better job than I am. And one of the things that God really taught me through this, I, I spent like a good 24 hours just, I'll be honest with you, in bed. <laughs> That's how I get when, I, when I'm when i down in the dumps, I withdraw. When I'm down in um, a funk like that, I tend to just, you know, need to be alone. And I spend a lot of time, I spent pretty much a whole afternoon one day in bed. And, you know, I I was just praying with the Lord and talking with him. And a couple of the things that he taught me about this whole idea of getting down on myself, that, you know, everything's not perfect or I'm not doing enough was like, you know what, Karen, you are prideful. Even though it seems like, oh, woe is me, I'm not doing enough, you know, and woe is me, I'm not good enough. Woe is me. I haven't been a good enough mom. Cause that was one of the things I was just having like all these regrets for all the things I felt like I've done wrong. And I'm going to, I'm going to circle back to that in a second, because I want to, I want to talk about that in a second too. But let me just stick with one point at a time. The first thing was, it was pride. It was pride. It, It sounds humble. Oh, I'm not enough. No, it's not. It's pride. Cause I was consumed with myself while I was, you know, curled up in a fetal position in my bed because I was feeling down. I was so consumed with myself and how others were perceiving me. Like, oh, so-and-so, you know, doesn't like me. Why is that? You know, why, why doesn't this person like me? I'm trying so hard. And, you know, it was really prideful of me to play over and over in my head all of the things I feel like I'm falling short in. I could spend that energy pouring into others. Because when I'm pouring into others, then I am truly living out my purpose. When I'm just constantly focused on myself, it takes away from what I could be doing for others. It takes away me looking at my purpose as I'm here to serve the Lord. You know, so sometimes when we get so down and out, honestly, it's a lot of pride. We're just looking at ourselves so much and I could do this better and I could do that better instead of, you know what? I'm here on this earth to serve the Lord and that's my purpose. So getting consumed with yourself, um, which is what I was doing, even though I was consumed with my faults, I was still consumed with myself. And so I realized this is so prideful. This really comes from a place of pride and not humility. And so... I was thankful to the Lord for teaching me that, and I'm working with Him on that. And I really want to, uh, you know, have a humble spirit, a true humble spirit, not this woe is me um, spirit. So I'm just, I'm sharing that with you. Like, that's just a really kind of honest thing that's going on right now with me. Um, And then the other thing, like I said, I wanted to go back to was, um, you know, sometimes we look and we look back and this was what I was doing on certain things you know just with parenting and motherhood or whatever being a wife and just being like I haven't done this well or I haven't maybe I didn't do this good enough and I felt a little bit of regret and mistakes that I've made and it's very easy you know Steve will be like oh you've done the best you can and you know I try to try to comfort myself and say Karen you just did the best you could with what you had and that's true you know I I I have made mistakes in motherhood over the years. And, you know, I I actually said to my daughter recently, um, you know, I was growing as a person as I was mothering. And so there are mistakes that I've made. But one thing that really the Lord impressed on me was, rather than saying to myself, you know, it's okay, I did the best I could and blah, 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 was, you know what? Maybe I did mess up a few things, but guess what? The Lord is all about redemption. And now I can like look forward and move forward and, and look ahead and be like, you know what? I know what I did wrong and I'm going to fix it. I can apologize for it. I can repent of it. And I can learn from it and grow from it. And how exciting that I can actually move forward. Like there's new growth to take place. There's new steps to take. I don't have to live in my mistakes. I can learn from them and grow and God can redeem them. And that was just such an amazing thought to me. So, you know, this whole idea of, you know, uh, I did the best I could and nobody's ever perfect. You know, while that's true, there's a whole nother facet to that that says, but God can redeem and I can learn and grow from this. And I'm excited that the Lord taught me those two things while I was kind of having this this funk. So I just wanted to talk about this today, you know, this idea of this picture-perfect life. We are complicated. Our life is complicated enough, right? Our lives are so complicated. You know, the world we live in, like I said, is complicated. If we really want to simplify our lives, we have got to stop living up to the world's standards, and tune out the noise of the world. Tune out the visual distractions of the world. And start living for the Lord. Stop living to live up to an aesthetically you know, pleasing um, false sense of what life should be. And remember, unfiltered life is ugly sometimes. And it's real. And that's where growth takes place. And so while it can be fun to look at, you know, these these pretty uh, Instagram accounts or Facebook or whatever it is, you know, things that you look at or magazines or TV, while it can be fun to kind of, you know, look at beautiful things like that, may we not get caught up in thinking that that's what life is supposed to look like all the time. Let's remember that, you know, influencers, that's their job. They're being paid to make a beautiful, you know, aesthetically pleasing place for you to visit uh and it's not necessarily to be copied in real life life sometimes the most beautiful parts of life are the unfiltered difficult hard real you know struggles because there is redemption and God grows us through them and sometimes the ugly places become so beautiful And so, you know, we have to remember that there's a whole world out there that wants to tell you that life is supposed to be aesthetically pleasing and that you're supposed to, you know, have these certain standards. But as Christians, we're set apart from that. We are separated from, you know, just living for um, the outside, for the facade, right? It tells us in the Bible, you better get your cup cleaned up on the inside, not just on the outside. God looks at the heart and you know what's the most beautiful thing? When you're living from the heart and you're overflowing with the Holy Spirit and you're living with God first, that is the most beautifully, you know, aesthetically pleasing thing there is. A life lived for God is far more beautiful than any, you know, fake setup filtered photo a life lived for the Lord with that humble spirit that I talked about before, you know, not that like, woe is me spirit, not that thinking about myself spirit, that true humble spirit that is truly living for the Lord. That is truly, you know, not thinking of yourself in everything, but it's truly, you know, putting others first in all things and is truly living out of love for the Lord. That is so beautiful. That is what spills out. That is what is reflected we don't need a filter when we're reflecting the light of Christ. We don't need a filter when we are um, walking with the Lord and reflecting that to the world. I believe that you know God wants us to live reflecting the light of Christ, and not trying to reflect our own you know kind of fake beauty or our own uh, ideas of beauty. We are to be living. Um, And reflecting his light into a very, very dark world. This world these days is getting darker and darker. And I believe that the most picture perfect life there is, is a life that is reflecting Christ. So I would ask you today, how are you reflecting Christ? Are you reflecting Christ? If you're not, get in the word. You will not be able to, to stop or you you won't be able to help it. You will be reflecting Him because when you spend time with the Lord and you fill up on His Spirit you become transformed by the power of the Spirit. And nothing can stop that transformation but you have to spend time with Him. And when you're spending time with Him and, and when you're really um, filled up on the truth You're not even thinking about what the stuff looks like on the outside because your life is reflecting that from the inside out. And you don't have to think about it because it's just who you are. You're a child of God walking with him and reflecting that to a dark world. That is what it would look like to truly embrace a picture-perfect world. So remember... There is no picture perfect and anything that isn't reflecting Christ is not worth reflecting at all. So I hope that this encouraged you this week. I'm sorry again last week I wasn't here. Um, hopefully next week you'll hear the episode as well, like I said, about discipleship and, and raising our children with a firm foundation and teaching them to follow the Lord. Again, there might be some things that surprise you a little bit, so I hope that you'll tune into that one. Um... Also, I wanted to just remind you my books, my homeschooling books are on Amazon. This is a great time of year. Pick those up so you can read them over the summer and kind of prepare for next year for your homeschooling year. Everybody tells me this. I mean, I I can't believe how many people have told me they read my books at the beginning of the homeschool year or in the summer before to prepare because they need those reminders every year. And I'm like, really? You read it more than once? I mean, my books are short, so that's great. They're simple, they're short, um, and but everybody tells me that. They're like, oh, I have to read it every year to kind of get in that mindset. So if you don't have my books and you want to prepare for the year, head on over to Amazon, um, get one of my books for a great summer read, and also the Simply Living For Him devotional is available on Amazon. That's for all women. That's not a homeschool book. That's for any woman who wants to dig into the Word. Also, please come over and join us at the Simply Living For for him online women's community it's a beautiful place of fellowship and encouragement um, and if you have an event that you'd like me to come and speak at contact me i would love to do that we're looking now that we're moving you know kind of away from the pandemic times to doing a lot more in-person events which i am super excited about So let me know if you're interested. And next time, um, like I said, we'll be talking about discipleship and a firm foundation with your family. Until then, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today.